Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic podcast. Again, do you ever wonder why certain NFL teams wear the colors that they do? Some were obvious, but others, well, again, just listen to the show, please. This is part two. It's time for the NFC. You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr. All right, we're back. We're back. NFL historians and lovers of sports history, welcome in. It has been two weeks. This show is for you guys and gals. It's cool. Again, it's always a reminder. If you already know this stuff, congratulations. Get the party balloons and the cake. Never mind. Good job, you know, if you already know this, but there's always someone else who doesn't. So my job is to help those who don't know as much about NFL history. So I do three things on this show. I enlighten, teach, and learn. It is the Behind the Mic Podcast. I am your host, Michael Neal Jr. And this show is presented by Belly Up Sports, the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, bellyupsports.com. Let's try that again. Bellyupsports.com. Been off. (laughs) Uh, You can go to that website, click on it. Check out the articles, the merch, as well as the other shows. But please, mainly, listen to this one. And you can catch all of our shows, including mine. Uh, Not on YouTube. We're not on YouTube yet, okay? But our home base of Megaphone. Everybody else is, well, not everybody else, but there are plenty of shows that are on YouTube from our Belly Up Sports Podcast or Belly Up Podcast Network, Belly Up Media family. But Megaphone is where you find all of us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, the favorites, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and again, YouTube. So this is part two. Uh, Two weeks ago, we did the basic, um, we're talking about the origins of the team colors of all the NFL teams current. Okay, not the, one day we're going to go over the teams that are defunct, the ones that we don't even know about, the ones that some of you may know about, but I'm going to do that. That that See how those show ideas just come? But for now, it's about the teams that are current. How did they get their colors? So, I mean, I started off the other show 
uh, the last time, as a matter of fact, and basically saying, you know, I remind you about a show that I did back in 2021, that summer, and it was called The Name Game, and we talked about the origin of the names of NFL franchises. And, you know, we've also reminded people about, you know, the 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 new drops of certain uniforms, say like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be wearing those creamsicle uniforms, for instance. The Tennessee Titans are going back to their Oilers roots. Yes, the Oilers belong to the Tennessee Titans. Okay, when they moved, Bud Adams took everything with him. He was the original. Okay, he's the one who started their franchise. The Houston Texans do not have any dibs on anything with the Oilers, that is not a part of their franchise. They were an expansion franchise, okay? Not Houston slash the Tennessee Titans, okay? So th- th- those beautiful powder blue, love you blue uniforms will be uh, finding its way to your television screen this season. Um, and I just just as a, uh, I, well, I'll, you know what? I'll get to that later about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers creamsicle uniforms. I have on a, my own opinion on that. Um but basically, what I've learned in looking all of the teams up and looking and researching as much as I could on each and every one of these, you know, they came from all over the place. For those who don't know, I mean, you got all of these teams that were trying to mirror Notre Dame with their colors, uh, whether it's their alma mater or the geographical location of a team, uh, the historical significance of the the city or really even the uh, the state that they're in, okay, that's where their team colors a lot of times come on, come from. You have the, uh, again, a geographical location. You have a lot of teams that's on the West Coast, and they're like sunny skies and blue water. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's where they pick their colors. And some of them, there was no real story behind them. That's my point in saying all of this. Is that some of it? They just they said, "Look, I like this color," and they just picked it. There's no, uh, there was nothing that I found written that, or, or, or even spoken word that said we picked these colors because of X, Y, and Z. Not all of the teams did that. They just picked the colors. Maybe they just liked them. Like let's, let's do this. And some of them, it was the trend of a red or a white or a blue or something like that. So that's what it was for the most part. So, without further ado, let's dive into the NFC. So, we're going to start with the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys, okay, so they were born in 1960. Uh, Of course, we know them as wearing the blue and white. They wore, like, straight up navy blue and white for some years. They added silver in 1964 to the helmets and the pants. And, of course, they're the one team in the league other than I found out another NFC East team that actually wore their white jerseys and they pre- predominantly wore their white jerseys at home. That's one thing that's unique about Dallas and I love about them and they look good in those white jerseys, okay? Unless you're an NFC East fan outside of Dallas, Texas. Um, but there's a there's a story behind that. Tex Schramm, who was the GM, apparently, uh, according to an article by Cameron De Silva on FoxSports.com, and this is coming off an interview and speaking with the Cowboys equipment director Mike McCord, who is still with the Cowboys, by the way, 34 years since 1989. Okay, 
Um, I'm going to quote this straight up. Tex Ram, who was the one-time GM for the Dallas Cowboys, and I quote, few people know why it is that the Cowboys use royal blue and a strange tint of gray in the pants when their helmets feature a darker blue star on a silver background. The pants, for one, came about when the original team president and GM Tex Ram saw that color on the interior of a car. So he, he's, I, I want to know what kind of car this was. And I, I really do. The Cowboys star blue, which is the pants you see with the home white jerseys now, actually originated with Tex Ram. Apparently, he had a car that he had seen. And McCord says, I'm not sure if he owned the car or if he just saw it. But he saw a car with that color interior and fell in love with it. So this is what they call it. He said that uh, we had dye lots. That fabric is a dye lotted color. So we have to order a certain number of yards to produce it in that dye lot. So that pant color has become the color of the Cowboys for their home games. If you look at their pants, their pants are not, they look silver, but they're not silver. They're, they're actually like some, some strange, tint of blue that I've never seen before and I actually I love them I don't hate the Cowboys I mean I, I like them as, a, as an organization and a team um, even being a Steelers fan but I mean they, I, I love their 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 colors and they're, they're just original um, but that's where that tint of their pants came from I'm so glad that they stopped wearing I hate when the Cowboys wear those dark blue jerseys I can't stand it yet. I also hate the old jerseys that they wore from the 60s when they first started with the big stars on the shoulder pads god burn them all right so moving on the philadelphia eagles no shade a little bit uh the philadelphia eagles um in just outside of philadelphia were you know, pretty much in philadelphia the frankfurt yellow jackets they were once the professional football team there all the way up until 1931 they went out of business and there was a void that was left in Philadelphia. This is until Burt Bell and Lud Ray, two former college teammates, decided let's um, let's go ahead and buy us a football team. Of course, with Burt Bell, he had the help of his wife, who had the money at the time through the wealth of her family. But Burt, go ahead, get you this team, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, Burt Bell and and Lud Ray, they both bought. They bought. Uh, they basically took over the franchise that was it was voided it wasn't that they continued the frankfurt yellow jackets at all but the point of it being is that those colors that they wore originally were actually yellow and blue which i had no idea until i read it i didn't even think you look at the pennsylvania uh look at the the uh the drive out tag <laughs> the license plate you see that blue and that yellow? That's the that's the color. Of, I guess that's the state color or something like that. And so that, those are the colors that the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets wore. And it's also the colors that the Philadelphia Eagles wore early on, you know, 1933. So by 19, what, 35, they were wearing the green and white uniforms. And then they eventually transitioned, in, in, well, in, in 35 to the Kelly green and white. By 1996, they're wearing that midnight green and white, which we actually, I mean, I love those colors that they wear now. 
Um, but I, I, I'm kind of a fan of watching when look, looking at the, the the 80s jerseys. You know those those other those Kelly Green. I love the Kelly Green better. I, mean, I like what they wear now, the Midnight Green. But I like the Kelly Green a little bit better. There was no again with first these first two teams. There's no rhyme or reason as to why they chose these colors. I mean the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys. Yo, know, I don't know six shooters, bullets. I don't know with the gun. Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think Green Birds. I don't. I I, I don't. I mean, their original logo came from the logo, uh, and we're we're going to do a show on the helmets. But it came from uh, Teddy Roosevelt's New Deal. He had a logo of an eagle, which was blue, and it kind of kept with that theme when they chose that. And you know, it went from a full eagle to being just the wings on the helmet, and I like that. Uh, the New York Giants, you know, in 1925, when Mara bought the team for 500 bucks, red jerseys primarily. You know, they wore red jerseys for the longest. And this lasted apparently until 1952. And then, you know, later on in the 50s, they would think around 1957, 58, they started wearing the blue jerseys at home. But you know what they wore at home? White. For a time, they wore primarily white jerseys at home. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. I, uh, I, I like that. And I actually like when they wear those white jerseys. Um, those, I, it's just with, with the gray pants, kind of like a tweener throwback kind of thing that they did um, for the longest. And I, I like the fun fact that was thrown out there by the, uh, NFL, throw, uh, the, the NFL throwback, uh, the NFL network video that I watched is that the first two Super Bowls the Giants won were in those blue jerseys, and the last two Super Bowls they won were in their white ones. That's pretty good. Good nugget. Now, the Washington Commanders, all right, so forgive. Again, this is a historical show, so I'm not meaning to be derogatory of any in any shape, form, or fashion, but uh, when the Washington football team Commanders were first born, they were first the Boston Braves in 1932 when George Preston Marshall and um, his ownership group came together and of course by 1933 they they adopted their name the Redskins before moving to DC in 1937 and the reason why I remind you of the old logo the Redskin man that was on the helmet eventually they had the R they had the arrow and all of that um of course that's all gone now um and it looks like they're going to be coming up with another name but the burgundy and gold and I had to think about it and even some of my research it, pointed to the Native American man that was placed on the helmet and the, the and the I mean uh, the red skin I mean to me it kind of matched what the colors actually were pointing to um an, an American Indian a Native American Indian and they kind of kept those colors now, I think they should have went with what Dwayne Haskins said the red tails uh, I kind of like that name and a nice ode uh to, to some some pilots that really really made an impact in world war ii anyway off to the nfc south so the new orleans saints uh when they came about in 1966 and their first season was in 1967 the son of texas oil man john w meekum senior john jr bought the expansion saints for 8.5 million dollars before selling them um to tom benton in 1985 guy of the business so uh but he wanted those colors to be blue and gold. I mean, they got this infatuation with Notre Dame. 
I, I mean, I get it because Notre Dame. If you you're gonna see, you're gonna hear a couple other teams, or at least one other team, that's going to be, uh, you know, that's part of the reason why they chose those colors. Understandably, more so with that team than you know some of the rest. But yeah, Notre Dame was the team. They were the college football. Remember, college football was popular, more popular. Yeah, college football and baseball. I always say this, you know, professional baseball, major league baseball, but they were. You know, trying to mirror some of the better teams in the nation at the time. And Notre Dame was really at the top. So, but they couldn't do the blue and gold. So they went with black and gold instead, which actually was perfect for New Orleans. And they point to Mardi Gras. You got the beach. Yeah, woo. Yeah, but you got the gold that's synonymous. Uh, syn- Is it, did I say that word right? Synonymous? Yeah, I think. All right, don't laugh at me. <laughs> synonymous with the city. Uh, and you know, with all the other vibrant colors that they have down there, I gotta get back down. That's been a minute, but you know, being in oil though, you know, that was his, his dad's business that he took over. His oil business, they call it black gold. Perfect, <laughs> stamped it. Yeah, perfect. All right, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1976, one of two expression teams that came in in that same year. Um, they went with the red and the cream circle colors. So and why that there was no explanation as to why that I found. That's what they went with, and I think part of that was um, due to the sunny uh, parts of of the city. I mean, it, it's Tampa Bay, it's Florida. You go back to the AFC. What did I say about the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, talk about the the blue oceans and orange sunny skies. What did I say about the San Diego Chargers? The blue oceans and the sunny skies. You see what I'm saying with these coast teams, right? Uh, but personally, I mean, those creamsicle uniforms just remind me of the days that they were trash. Where Vinny Testaverde was throwing more picks than touchdowns. That's what I think about when I thought about those colors. When I see those red creamsicle colors, I mean, people love them. There's, there are a segment of people that love them. I don't. I'm not, I'm not a fan. It's pretty. But I'm not. A, when I look at that, I, I just don't. Now, when they wear it this season, we'll see. But there's no more Tom Brady, and there's a lot of changes on that team, so it's probably not going to be very pretty anymore. They're going to go back to. Uh, I like the red and pewter that they that they changed the colors to in 1997. I like what they wear now. I love those colors that they wear now. I really do, really do. Carolina Panthers. I really learned in this one. Another expansion team, 1995. They came in with the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. And they were repping North and South Carolina all at the same time. I was, and look, to me, it was based on college colors. And this was a guess. You had the light Carolina blue, and then you had the black of South Carolina. But it was it was said to be lighter than the Duke Blue Devils colors, but darker than UNC. That's why they chose those colors. For, it's all about basketball around there, ain't it? <laughs> it's, isn't that crazy? But I thought that was cool. The Atlanta Falcons expansion team in 1966, basically they were trying to look just like the, the biggest football team in that state, which University of Georgia, UGA, red and black. And they wore their primary color was red for the longest. I'll When I think about the Falcons, and especially when they went from those red uniforms to the black ones, I think about that 91 team that got beat by Washington. Uh, I think about primetime, Deion Sanders and and the two legit quit 
I mean, too legit to quit. MC Hammer on the sideline, you know, those days. You know, Jerry Glanville, um, Andre Rising, Chris Miller, all those guys. That's what I think of that 91 playoff team. So, you know, they have those black jerseys, and I like the little all-black jerseys, you know, that they wear now. Those are pretty cool. For me, kind of matches Atlanta, but they went with the college red and black theme, okay? NFC West, another expansion team. Again, uh, the Seattle Seahawks came in the same time as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 1976, and their thing is the geographical location, the blue and green, the landscape of the Pacific Northwest, the water and the evergreen foliage of the trees in the area. Then, I mean, and, and as far as the teams, I thought about the my favorite uniform. Actually, the Seattle Seahawks have my favorite uniform in the NFL. I love what they wear now. I love those colors. I love those colors. Whatever the jersey they wear, that's my favorite jersey. I, I really do love it. Um, the royal blue. Uh, and the green, and that went with the Seahawks blue. I did not like those uniforms from 2009 with the lime green in the middle and the shoulder and whatever the color was on it. I didn't like that. So the navy blue and the action green that they wear now, that's what I like. Those are my favorites, okay? Simply put. Now here's an interesting one. The Los Angeles Rams. They were actually the Cleveland Rams and the franchise was started in 1936, 1936. They were in the second incarnation of the American Football League or AFL that folded like a cheap tent. So when they first came in the NFL 1937, they were already they already had their colors as red and dark blue. They wore those and that year they were in the AFL and their first year in the league in the NFL 1938, they go to royal blue and gold. That's what they changed to. And they kept that color scheme all the way through the mid 1960s. They were they actually wore blue and white by then um they moved to la of course in 1946 after their first championship and their first winning season uh and so they they kind of kept the the blue and yellow theme they wore a lot of yellow in 1973 in the 2000s you remember those gold uniforms you think about marshall falk and and um uh, ars hakeem and of course kurt warner isaac bruce you know <laughs> you got tory holt all those great, those great uh, Rams teams that they had in those, you know, what, three years, and they won the Super Bowl. The next, uh, they lost the Super Bowl when they switched from those original colors when they was being coached by Mike Martz. They were the greatest show on turf. They look good playing in those, you know, those those blue and gold uniforms. I did not like them. I did not. I did not like those uniforms. Please give me the original. Yo, you know the gold and the what the colors that they they wear now, the soul and the and the, the you know that blue that they have now that they changed to, I mean they're all right, but they look more like color rush type uniforms. Give me the original Rams uniforms. That's just me. That's just me. At least they're close. At least they don't have that pitiful looking gold on there. Thank God. You know what I mean. So again, just like San Diego, their colors represent the sun and the skies of SoCal. That's, they kept that whole theme, and they're running with it. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, originally the Chicago Cardinals when they first entered the league, and they are the oldest existing team in the league. So their owner at the time, a lot of people were hurt for money in the early 20s. 
these teams were put together you know just they were just thrown together and they just want to play football wasn't a lot of money in it yet okay and chris o'brien who was the owner at the time he wanted maroon uniforms that's what he wanted for his team well they bought some used uniforms from the university of chicago and the jerseys turned out to be faded they were faded jerseys they were laughed at and made fun of but he actually kind of turned it into a positive really and he said no they're not maroon they are cardinal red and that color has stuck with them they've never changed it never changed it they have those alternate black uniforms love that but they've never changed their uniforms so the one the old the oldest existing team outside of the bears and you got the giants and packers you know but th this team was from the deep 20s one of the first teams to enter the league and they have never changed their colors pretty good story san francisco 49ers of course 1946 you have the all-america football conference that started uh and you know the 49ers were one of those original teams from that league to actually jump over into and be accepted by the nfl outside of the browns and the first incarnation of the baltimore culture kind of doesn't count with them but you know who's counting um they wore red and silver that was their original colors and it looked more like ohio state than what you see now with the red and the gold so obviously that that's not hard to figure out you go with the gold the gold rush uh tony more uh morabito who was the original owner was a lumber uh, a lumber guy that's how he made all of his money uh, and that was kind of an easy thing you got the the, the minor 49ers you know the, that were digging for gold during that time and the name and the colors they actually make a whole lot of sense you got the gold and then you got the red which was a dominant color which is why they chose that all right so now the nfc north so we got the detroit lions who were originally the Portsmouth Spartans. Remember that team that lost to the Chicago Bears in uh, basically the game that changed football forever with the passing game yeah, in 1932 in that championship game? Well, they moved to Detroit in 1934. And basically, the owner at the time, George Richards, and there was a liking of the the blue, the what they called Honolulu blue. And so they chose that color along with silver. And that was representative of the Hawaiian ocean. Now they are nowhere close to Hawaii. <laughs> and no two cities could be farther from each other or it's so much different than Honolulu and Detroit. So I'm like, maybe he just went there for some vacations and said, you know what? I just love this and I'm going to have my team colors be this you know what i mean so that's what he did 1948 they uh they hired bo mcmillan as the head coach and red was actually added to their team colors the fans didn't like that very much so that didn't last very long so they returned back to that blue and the silver that you know today but i had no idea about that this guy's alma mater again was the indiana hoosiers so I don't know what made him think it was okay for him to, to do that. But I mean, somebody said, all right, go ahead, try that out. <laughs> and speaking of alma maters, 
The Chicago Bears, who started off as the Decatur Staleys in 1920, they moved to Chicago. And of course, George Hallis, whose alma mater was Illinois, the fight in the line nine, they go with the blue and orange. I mean, that's that's pretty much, I mean, how, uh, how hard you want to make this. And they have those alternate uniforms that, that have the orange jerseys. Of course, they went more so with the dark blue and orange jerseys which is much darker than what the Bears actually, I mean, what the uh, Fighting Illini actually wear. But those were the team colors, and that's what it was based off of. My college. I went to Illinois. Let's go with these colors right here. Same thing right here. Minnesota Vikings. Very interesting. They entered the NFL in 1961, although they were originally supposed to be in the AFL. Max Winter, who was the head guy as far as uh, leading that ownership group, he hires his first head coach, Norm Van Brocklin, and his first GM was Burt Rose. So, Burt Rose, well, nobody was wearing purple, right? The Portsmouth Spartans, well, they've been gone. Uh, well, his alma mater was the University of Washington. Yeah, so you already know where I'm going. But they didn't go with the gold gold. It's more like a, they call what is yellow, they call it gold. So they went with that purple, and then the gold, all of this, the gold actually was based around the area's Scandinavian heritage. Okay, you got the Norse uh, thing with the Vikings and all that, you know what I mean? So gold was going along with that, uh, the whole history and theme behind, you know, the, the city. Okay, so Minnesota, the state of Minnesota. The Green Bay Packers. Well, here we go with another alma mater thing, but I thought that it was pretty cool. 1921, the Acme Packing Company, uh, they acquire ownership of this club and they adopt the Notre Dame color scheme, navy blue and gold. And why? Because their first head coach, Curly Lambeau, that's where he played college football. And it wasn't until 1959 when Vince Lombardi came in as the head coach that they adopted the green and the gold that you see the Packers wear today. So you can see there's a lot of different ways that team colors are chosen. I mean, you have names and stuff that are chosen where you have a bunch of them put in a hat, you have the fans vote on it and stuff like that. And some of them, it's just, okay, we're gonna go with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, look, it's Dolphins, we're in Miami. They're out there in the water. You know, I mean, some stuff is just, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. We're in Texas. Speaking of which, yeah, that's where I was. I was actually in Dallas and Arlington, Fort Worth area uh, for four days with my wife and, and, and two of my three kids. And uh, boy, it was hot. It was hot. And all I could think about was Cowboys and how they got around and, and how they dealt with the heat. They wore those big brim hats and these cowboy boots. And I did see some of that while I was down in the 101, 103, 104 degree heat. Yeah, I did get to go see AT&T Stadium. Didn't get to go inside, but that joint is massive. That was That's a big house that Jerry built. That's a big house, man. I very, I very much enjoyed that. Well, I like, but when you talk about the team colors and the origin, as you can see, you got guys who want to uh, color uh, color their teams the same as where they went to school. You have the geographical location of things. 
you know and most of the time it has something to do with the coasts you know what i mean so i mean it's it's very interesting to see how some of these teams got their colors be even more interesting to see how the logos presented got presented and how that stuff came about maybe i'll do that next week that's it references thanks to cbs news minnesota this was a article that was titled how did the vikings get their colors this was october 6th 2017 by their news team packerstalk.com this one titled uniform timeline the evolution of the green bay packers jersey this was posted by ed wood december 30th 2021 and finally bigblueinteractive.com this was a pretty good it was a lengthy article but it was pretty good this one was written by larry schmidt and actually it was updated august 15th of 2021 originally written in 2013 becoming big blue a history of the new york giants uniforms and finally how every nfl team got their colors nfl throwback this was on youtube this has been the behind the mic podcast i am your host michael neal jr this show is presented by belly up sports and belly up media belly up sports podcast network check us out on bellyupsports.com also all of the favorites in our home base of megaphone Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Tell all your friends and family that I'm back. You better listen to my show or I will find your house. Out. <laughs>